This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, Season 7, Episode 10. And welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network, brought to you by Silencer Shop. Today is Wednesday, October 5th, 2022, as of the recording of this episode. And I am your host, Riley Bowman, joined by our producer and co-host and all things marvelous and wonderful, <laughs> Matthew Marister. What's up, man? Including a great, you know, beard and haircut and everything. And I, I, I you know, I started growing a beard as a kid. I'm a hairy dude and, you know, it's... <laughs> pays off in one way at least right <laughs> we're glad to be back with you all for a second episode today uh we're trying to get back into regular routine of our two episodes a week and uh, it's good to be you know both here and able to do that uh it's been so long you know that we've had everybody gone or away someplace or sick i was sick last week actually uh we were actually planning on doing an episode last week but um didn't happen because I was sick and then Matthew and Jacob couldn't uh, get it pulled off. So uh, it just is what it is. But here we are. Today, we're actually going to share with you takeaways and lessons learned from the 2022 Guardian Conference, which was just recently wrapped up in Oklahoma City a couple of weeks ago. And looking forward to sharing with you some of the experiences we had there. And like we, like I said, take, takeaways and lessons learned. Uh, as we look forward to uh, next year's event, which is already scheduled and is already taking signups. Uh, we got that opened up and ready for registrations a lot more quickly than we did uh, with last year's event. So really excited about that. Today's episode sponsored and brought to you by CCW Safe, who is the presenting sponsor of the Guardian Conference. We anticipate having them back uh, with us again next year. And CCW Safe, of course, has been working with us for some time now, also as a podcast sponsor. And in fact, podcast listeners save 10% by using the code CCPODCAST when checking out with a new CCW Safe membership. And if you're a Guardian Nation member, not only do you save big on the Guardian Conference attendance ticket price, but you also save 20% off of CCW Safe membership by being a member of Guardian Nation. You can learn more at GuardianNation.com. And also, uh, today's episode sponsored by Gunfighter Gun Oil, also a sponsor of the 2022 Guardian Conference. And uh, uh, the owner of Gunfighter Gun Oil, Mickey Shook, was also uh, one of our featured instructors this year at the conference as well. And so uh, we were glad to have him there instructing and also glad to have Gunfighter Gun Oil as a sponsor as well. And uh, yeah, there you go. Sponsors. Oh, I should mention, uh, I don't think I mentioned the website, ccwsafe.com. That's where you can go to sign up for CCW Safe. And gunfighteroil.com is Gunfighter Gun Oil's website. Let's get into today's topic, Matthew. We're, we're jumping right in this, moving right along. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, we wrapped up the 2022 Guardian Conference. It was our second annual event uh, last year was our very first one meaning 2021 and it was it was they were both successful events but they were both very different partly because we were missing a critical piece and that was uh jacob paulson 
our president of our company. And uh, he, he was obviously a huge part of planning both events. But about four weeks before last year's event, he came down sick, very, very sick. In fact, some of you uh, may remember an episode where he and I talked about that um, after he uh, kind of got back to uh, being, you know, in, in more or less f- full health. He, even I think when we did the episode with him talking about that, he was not quite 100, 100%, but uh, was, you know, mostly most of the way there. Um, but we are so glad to have Jacob with us at the 2022 conference. Uh, because, uh, well, he's my right-hand man, and he is an administrative wizard. And it left me more or less focused on making sure uh, our instructors were taken care of, which also Matthew was a big help with too, but also just focusing on teaching my my classes at the event. So that was nice uh, to have a little bit of weight off my shoulders. But anyway, uh, it's been a couple of weeks now. We've had an opportunity to think back and reflect and and, uh, you know, uh, I guess get a sense of kind of how it went and our takeaways and lessons learned, as I mentioned. And uh, that's what we're here to talk about today. So where should we go with this, Matthew? Well, there. I mean, you, you kind of hit on the fact that this year was different than last year. And, and it was more, I mean, obviously, you know, the personnel um, with, with Jacob and his dad and, and, and all that coming out. And, um, Sam, uh, our customer service guy was out there and he wasn't there last year. Um, so, uh, also JP, uh, he was, somebody was out there this year. And so that obviously made, we had more hands on deck to be able to kind of smooth out those back, back of the, you know, behind the scenes things that, um, the the students or the the attendees shouldn't have to worry about right um, getting food and scheduling and and all that. But I thought it was um, I I really thought that it was different from the standpoint that I, I believe we had. Now I don't know the statistics or you know uh, this is just a, a perception, but I believe we had more diversity of classes. Um, as far as, you know, uh, uh, you know, live shooting, um, uh, lecture classes, we had legal classes, but we also had like post shooting incident type thing dealing with police. Um, we did, you know, we had, um, some non, uh, you know, less lethal, um, classes. We had the low light stuff, but I just felt it was, um, you know, a really good variety. Oh, in, in all of Todd Fossey's, you know, uh, uh, combatives classes, he had a vehicle uh, class that um, we didn't have last year. So I, I thought like the, if you, if you attended this year, you had a wide array of classes in different disciplines that you could have taken um, that would have kept you, you know, very engaged and you wouldn't have had to take you know, similar classes at all. I thought it was really well um, spread out. Yeah, Uh, I agree. I mean, we did have some, an excellent lineup of classes Uh, there. I mean, plenty to choose from. And I think feedback from attendees has been really positive about the uh, classes available. Uh, There's always some folks that are like, Hey, I wish there was this or that, or it could have done, you know, this other thing. Uh, In fact, the, the thing that we, had the most requests for after last year's event was uh, students that wanted a red dot specific class. Uh, and so, which is, 
not that I was intentionally avoiding that, but I'll say this, that uh, aiming a gun, whether you're using a red dot or iron sights, it, it, it's all just aiming. Uh, and the difference is in the way you get the visual confirmation of where the gun is aimed. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I teach, like the class I teach, pistol intelligence, uh, you know, is what it's referred to in my curriculum, uh, is not a red dot specific curriculum. It's not an iron sight specific curriculum. It's a curriculum that helps people uh, see and understand how to see and use their vision more effectively to visual process, visually process information more effectively. And that's true whether you're using red dots or iron sights. And that was kind of my response last year when people were like, hey, I wanted something, you know, about red dots. And I'd be like, hey, look, I'll teach you how to use your vision better, period, um, by coming to my class, okay? But so many people wanted a red dot class. So we brought in AJ Zito, who is a fabulous instructor and did uh, a, a red dot. You know, I think he called it red dot or dot performance or something like that. And it was a great class and everyone had a great time that went through that uh, four-hour block with him over the course of the weekend. Uh, I think he did, I don't know, four four blocks thereabouts, something like that. And uh, excellent feedback, of course, from him, which I would expect no less. He's a, he's a world-class instructor for sure. Uh, this year, I think the thing that we I've, I've been hearing from uh, attendees that uh, wish that there was something that covered this topic that we did have last year um, was something specific to do with AIWB uh, or uh, appendix inside waistband carry and specifically related to the draw, uh, which I understand, you know, last year. Um, and, and let me be clear about something. Our vision for the conference is, some different, some the same each year from year to year to year. By that, I mean in terms of some of the class offerings and also the instructor lineup. Um, every year, there's going to be a little bit of churn um, because we want to keep it fresh and new and different, and uh, but also have still some of the, the solid, you know, kind of staples, uh, you know, that are that you can kind of count on from year to year as well. Uh, so last year we had Spencer Keepers, one of our instructors there. He's a great instructor and he did a AIWB specific class. I think only one block and it was very, very popular and also in pretty high demand, but there was only the one uh, block that he was able to fit it in into the schedule. And uh, a lot of people, you know, look, looking at uh, survey feedback from attendees this year, I wish there was something about AIWB. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one of those things. You go, you go from year to year to year, uh, and uh, I, you know, I kind of thought of that a little bit. I think in the months leading up to the event, thinking, yeah, maybe we should have something that's focused around that a little bit, or even just a, a class that's focused around draw. Um, but uh, but we didn't have anything quite that focused this year, at least on that particular topic. So we did have the red dot class, which again was very popular. Uh, and I'd like to think that AJ will be back next year. Uh, haven't you know solidified any plans that way. Uh, we got to make sure, of course, he's available and and whatnot. Um, but ultimately, we look at the whole lineup and we look at you know what are some other priorities or some other things we want to make sure we can offer at the conference uh, in in the coming years. Because uh, again, we want to keep some the same, some different uh, to keep it fresh and keep it uh, keep a nice healthy rotation uh, in classes and also instructors so I uh, just want to make sure I threw that out there but uh, you know things that went really well the red dot class 
things that maybe I kind of wish now we'd considered a little bit more having a, an AIWB class or uh, appendix carry and appendix draw class. So I think I, I would anticipate there might be something like that on the, on the uh, schedule next year. Um, and there's certainly a number of people I think that, that are qualified to teach that. And maybe we'll see Spencer back. We don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know on that one way or another yet, but uh, that's always a possibility as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that kind of, if you're listening and even if you don't, you know, intend on going next year um, and you have ideas of classes that you, you think that would be good um, either entry level, mid or, you know, higher level, like, you you could email us in, especially if you plan on going and and I'll, I'll put this out there. You know, if you're trying to figure out in, I, I suspect um, that most of the listeners have some sort of allocation that they allocate towards, uh, towards training yearly or, you know, uh, whatever, whatever you can afford. Right. And if you're, you're, you're trying to figure out, you know, what class you want to go to this year um, or for next year. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I want to go to this and train with this guy and I want to do, well, ideally you could probably do them both, um, and get other training from other instructors at the conference. And that's what makes this conference so great is that there are, I mean, if you wanted to go and take the blocks of training with these instructors, you'd have to travel different, you know, different places in, in, get hotels and, 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 and this is one, one location where you go from one instructor to another, you have time, uh, you're, you're interacting with others, a, a wide variety of skill levels, um, in, in different people of all, you know, all across the country. Um, and so if, if that's something that's on your radar in, I would highly recommend you email, you can email us, you know, at the podcast or, or the support guys, um, and say, Hey, like I'm looking to, attend some training. I'd love to see X, Y, Z class, and maybe we can get it in there. And, and, you know, you, you come out and you get that and, you know, you train with your favorite guy and somebody that, you know, you, you haven't, uh, you've always wanted to, or you, you know, um, I, I think what, you know, a lot of people probably didn't go there, um, you know, saying, I really want to get a, a post-incident class. What what do I do after a shooting? But Gary Eastridge and Rob High's class, uh, it was it was great. It was super practical. Um, and they you know they went into a little bit about you know um, how how you know a shooting if you're involved in a shooting um, how that might be investigated. They talked about um, you know d- different uh, how to how to interact with police, things to say, things not to say. Obviously that, but it was a fantastic uh, lecture, and I don't think that that probably would have been on a lot of people's radar, but. Everybody I talked to that left that class um, was was like extremely happy with the class and, and walked away with, you know, uh, you know, feeling a lot more confident about, well, what do I do after the case? You know, after the fact, we're talking about how to squeeze, you know, how to press triggers, how to look at sites and all these things. But um, that was a really practical class that I, I think would have gone, you know, nobody would have signed up and driven, you know, all the way across the country to, to be in it, but they should have, it was a great class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, f- frankly, I, I, I kind of wish I wasn't teaching as many blocks as what I taught over the weekend, which was all of them. <laughs> um, because I, I, 
I was really intrigued by Gary and Rob's uh, course and wanted to slip in there and, and catch a piece of that if I had had the option because uh, I, w- I thought it was – the concept of it I thought was really, really amazing. And I mean, what it was is they basically uh, walked, walked you through or stepped you through uh, what the aftermath of an actual incident would be like if you were involved in a self-defense shooting. And these are guys that have – uh, not only been a part of shootings and have not only investigated shootings, uh, but now for CCW Safe are part of their you know their emergency incident response team. I don't remember exactly the, the name that they have for for their team. Um, they, they 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 are uh, understand that every time there's an incident that takes place within CCW Safe, um, there's a core group of individuals that are all immediately notified. And as soon as details become available, um, these guys are getting that information. And uh, in fact, just before the conference kicked off, they had a member involved in a shooting. Uh, uh, I don't remember exactly where it was, but uh, that I mean, this is the, this is what they do: is provide self-defense legal uh, representation and coverage to their members that are involved in these types of incidents. And here's like two of the most qualified dudes that can speak to you about what the aftermath of a shooting would be like, um, what you need to know, what you need to understand, what you need to prepare for, what you need to be prepared to say, uh, not say, uh, who you need to call, um, what the police are going to be looking at, investigators are going to be looking at, what they're going to ask you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that was a, a, f- a, a fascinating concept of a basically a four-hour uh, course block of information. Uh, and I wish, frankly, more people had the opportunity to attend that over the the weekend at the Guardian Conference this year. And I hope that it's something they will uh, refine and do again next year and that more people will be excited about attending. So this actually brings up uh, an interesting um, kind of segue, if you will, in terms of like, uh, you know, when we talk about takeaways and lessons learned from this year's or this most recent conference, um, this is something I would say for those that are considering attending in future uh, years is don't don't necessarily plan on attending the Guardian Conference with the intent that, that you're going to do all shooting classes, mm-hmm. uh, which I know doesn't sound very sexy. You know, to see, like you think I'm going to go three days. I'm going to travel to you know, like we had people coming from all over the country, California, Montana, uh, uh, Michigan. Uh, I think there was somebody there from New York, um, you know, all over the place right? People coming in to, to attend three days of training and you think, man, if I'm going to travel, you know, three days or, or travel, maybe your travel takes three days. I don't know. Uh, but you're going to travel far away to this place for three days of training, uh, spending all this money to do it and taking time away from work and family and whatever else, right? You, a lot of us want to do the fun, cool, sexy thing of spending the three days shooting. Um, I would strongly recommend that people as they fill it, cause this is how we handle it at our event, uh, in the weeks or months leading up to the event, you're going to get a survey, uh, once classes are finalized, which, which, which classes are going to be available on the schedule taught by which instructors, a survey will go out to all attendees saying here, rank basically the classes you want in the priority or order that you desire. And to the best of our ability, we will put you in those desired classes. I strongly recommend that you don't make those all shooting classes. I strongly recommend that for your sake, 
that you look at the, the full lineup of courses, look at the descriptions, and they're they're listed as whether they're going to be live fire or more of a seminar type base uh, based course. Look at the stuff that you think you need and that you need to understand. And I know it's it, that can be hard. You know, you might think, "Oh, I already feel pretty confident in my ability to handle the aftermath of a shooting." Well, do you? Or have you ever had the opportunity to be taught directly face-to-face by two dudes that are probably some of the most experienced and qualified people to teach you what the aftermath of a shooting would be like? Like, that's a great op- I I wish I could have been in that block. I wish I could have been in some of Todd Fossey's blocks. I wish I could have sat in with Andrew Branca for some of his legal stuff. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. There was another great... Uh, uh, more of a seminar type course. Oh, uh, Melody Lauer did one on, uh, oh, what'd she call that? Um, I want to make sure I don't, you know, butcher this. Uh, let's see. I'll tell you right here. I've got it. Um, well, as soon as I scroll down the page, she did one called the next step beyond shooting decision-making. You read the description on this. The ability to think and problem solve during a real world event is a crucial and often overlooked self-defense skill. This block of instruction will introduce students to the necessity of real-world decision-making through zero-impact guided scenarios. Uh, that sounded fascinating to me, and I wish I could have attended it. So my, I guess my what I'm saying here to wrap this little segment off is, is don't just think that you're going to come here and, and spend three days shooting. Because there's a lot of other things I think that we all can benefit from and learn. Oh, heck, Chuck Haggard had, of course, like like last year, had an OC spray class, a managing unknown contacts class. Uh, and I think a lot of people will see that and don't even understand what that means, managing unknown contacts. And it's how do you handle the interpersonal human problem of encountering people you don't know, unknown contacts? How do you handle that? How do you judge what their intents are? How do you de-escalate a situation? What are what are some of the cues, verbal and, and non-verbal cues to look for to, to help discern what's going on here and, ha- and w- what the decision is that you should be making? Like so many great, great seminar-based courses at the Guardian Conference this year. It's not all just about the shooting, guys. There, there's a hardware and a software problem that uh, we need to be solving uh, for all of us. Uh, it's not all just about the shooting, although shooting is a great part and it's a fun part and it's something I'm super passionate about. And that's the thing that I like to teach the most of, uh, or at least it's certainly the thing I'm most qualified to teach probably. But, uh, uh, I just want to give that bit of an advice and not only for the, the learning side of this, but also, and we got feedback from an attend from an attendee that said that they didn't get signed up for all the shooting classes that they wanted. And they were initially a little bit disappointed by that, but they were actually really glad that it, one of their courses they got put in was a was a seminar course i don't remember what what day but they were thankful for it because they they didn't realize that the three days of being on a hot range how much that was going to suck out of them you know energy wise mm-hmm. and physically and that it was it was good for them to have that break to sit down in a in a seminar based course and uh and, and take a little bit of a break from the heat and the sun which it was hot this year at the conference again like last year <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Well, and you know what else? Uh, the the caliber of instructors, um, it I, I don't if if 
you know, for attendees who's, who, who've been there or have taken classes from, from some instructors that know how to, um, they're not just there to teach you how to look at your sites and hit the target, right? Like they're not that that's a byproduct of them building you up um, in a way to, to succeed. And I think that's the mark, uh, you know, of a, of a real good instructor. And, you know, last year, um, Sam Middlebrook, he, he had COVID and was sick and couldn't make it. And I filled in and, and, and taught for him. And that was great. And this year um, I was, I had more time because I wasn't teaching. I was just RSOing. And, um, and so uh, I got to go down and, and, you know, see different instructors uh, teaching. And um, I will tell you, you know, there are, there are a few guys in, you know, um, Sam Middlebrook's one of those instructors that, um, he, he, he knows how to build you up and, and, and get you to perform, um, at, at your best and not just marksmanship wise, but as a, as a human. And I, I think the interactions I saw him have with, with some students were, were genuine. They were, he's a caring and compassionate dude. Um, and, you know, I know, um, you know, David, w- one of the dudes that works for us, um, w- sat through his class and said, you know, it changed, it changed him. Like he, not, not as a shooter or anything, but as a person and, you know, he, he, he's a, he's a solid Christian and he's a, he's a, he's an awesome dude. And I, I didn't get a chance to, to really, um, uh, hang out with him much, but, um, I, I, I got some time with him to just talk and, and it was, uh, it was a pleasure. And so I'm just saying, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is going to an event like this is different than attending a, a training class, um, because you, you interact with so many different instructors in different ways that you might not necessarily be able to at a, at a training course where, you know, they're, they're going all day. And by the end of the day, you're burned out and you just, you know, you're eating lunch with people. Um, and I just think that, um, it's a unique experience that, um, if you haven't gone to a, a, a conference like this or a training event where you're, where you're doing different blocks and things, it's, it, it, it's a different, um, it's a different experience. And I think you'll grow in, in ways that you might not necessarily, um, in, in just a traditional class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, and there was many wonderful, uh, or much wonderful feedback that came back, uh, with respect to Sam Middlebrook's class and, and all of our instructors, frankly, like you just said, uh, and there's a, a diverse, you know, a wide diversity of instructors in terms of styles and what mm-hmm. is taught and how it's taught. Uh, across the board and that's you know that's somewhat intentional uh i mean we we vet and and really you know think uh pretty deeply about you know who we are going to allow come and teach at our event and uh i mean they've all been vetted uh and by that one of the most important things is we want to know that they're that they're good instructors that they can Mm -hmm. teach uh and that they um and, and that what they teach is worthwhile as well too um, now let's talk about some other diversity. In fact, uh, some conference statistics from this year's event. 
this year we had attendees from 25 different states. Uh, I actually don't remember how that compares to last year, but you know that's that's half of the nation. Um, so that's that's pretty impressive. I mean, one of the things that's important about the Guardian Conference location uh, is that it. And this is very intentional is that it's in a kind of the center of the country um, with the hope that it's about as fair as we can make it for everybody across the country. Uh, I mean, if this was more of a West coast deal, then it would be really difficult for people on the East coast to travel and vice versa. If it was, you know, flip flop from that, you know, sometimes people, I think of like when I tell my local friends and family, like we're doing a, training conference and it's in Oklahoma instead of Colorado where we're based, that that's kind of a surprise to them. Uh, and not only that was, there's other reasons for that, but one of the big reasons is or Oklahoma is a lot more centrally located than Colorado is. Um, so anyway, we, have, we had attendees coming in from 25 different States from across the country. Texas was the most represented state with 13 attendees. Um, although Arkansas was the most represented by the percentage of population. Hmm. That's kind of an interesting way of looking at that. Uh, a gentleman from Whitefish, Montana, had the longest trip of 1,587 miles. I believe that's by, you know, if you had to drive it. Um, 25% of attendees attended the previous year. And here was a, a statistic that we were uh, really excited about. This year, we had 19% of attendees were women. So one in five uh, were, were women. Uh, I do believe that was up from last year, I believe. Uh, so really, really cool to see. And in fact, I know there was uh, one group of ladies from Texas in particular that said they were bringing all of their lady friends um, <laughs> next year. And so uh, we look forward to seeing them back and, and seeing them with uh, some of their friends. Uh, and, and you know, they were a wonderful group of ladies. And it seemed like they really had a great time and learned a lot over the course of the weekend. So that's I think that's important to recognize. I mean... We, we don't, um, I mean, this year we had on our instructor staff, uh, one female instructor on our assistant instructor staff, we had one female instructor. So some might look at that and think, well, there's not much, uh, equity in terms of, you know, the, the, the instructor lineup in terms of male and female perspectives being represented. But, uh, um, I, you know, when we look at instructors and curriculum that we want to be, that we want it taught, uh, it, it is more based around, the curriculum than it is, you know, well, we need a certain number of instructors that represent certain demographics. Um, but we were glad to see more diversity, both in the instructor staff and in the attendees this year. And regardless if you were a man or a woman, it seemed that all learned a lot and had a great time. And that again is the focus. Yeah. Uh, and you, you know what else was cool? Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll let you go. And then no, you're fine. Go ahead. Uh, what else was cool? Speaking of like that, uh, you know, different uh, statistics. I noticed there were a lot of um, husband wife combinations. Now, again, I, you know, I wasn't as in tune last year with, with some of these things. Cause I, I you know, I was, I was teaching and we were doing a lot more. Um, but I had the ability to observe that there were several husband wife uh, combinations or was even, you know, a husband, wife and uh, daughter there, um, and I think a couple, uh, uh, father, daughter, uh, you know, yep. couples there. Yep. And so, um, it, it, it's cool because it was co sort of like a destination where, 
you could go as a family, you get food, you're eating together, you're, you're, you know, you're not, um, it's not like super high intense where you're going all day. Um, you can interact. And I think, um, you know, not to beat the horse, you know, too much about it being a unique conference, but in that way, I mean, if, if you feel comfortable bringing your wife or your daughter to an event, it, it it's a good event, right? Like you don't, there, there are, and there's nothing wrong with going to a, a class where, you know, it's, it's dudes and, you know, they're, they're, uh, you know, tactical beards, right? That, like that's, yours. There, there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that, but it, it, the environment is in is conducive to a family to, you know, uh, training and learning and then sitting down and eating with people and, and, the, and then training and then going back to the hotel and it's, it's in a nice area. And I think that, um, that was really, that warmed my heart seeing so many couples. I don't know. It's just kind of touches me because, um, you know, I see a lot of, um, you know, we, we want to be protectors and things like that, but, you know, it, it, when I see a husband and wife come together and train and do that thing, I know, you know, that, that's a, that's a pretty solid couple there that, that, yeah. you know, are, are, are doing things together. So that, that was a, that was fun to see. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you there. Uh, that was fun to see. I think we had a, I mean, we had a few couples last year and we had, I know at least two father and son uh, couples last year. Um, and this year, yeah, there was a couple of the, you know, father daughter kind of thing, and that was cool to see. Uh, in fact, a couple of those uh, daughters were were really pretty good shooters, uh, perhaps even better than their dads. Who that may have been, you know, originally who taught them. Um, no offense to the dads, you know, but I hope that they're proud of you know seeing the growth their daughters have have had and made as shooters and uh, the self defenders. And so, uh, it was, it was really cool. I mean, we had a great group of, of attendees this year and, uh, I had a lot of fun interacting with everybody that I met. Uh, I think that's one thing that's kind of, kind of fun about, um, this conference is that everyone just, it, it's a, it is a relaxed atmosphere, um, in, in the right sort of way, you know, that, that there's, there's not a lot of egos or not a lot of attitudes, from really anybody, instructors, staff, or attendees, and everyone's just relaxed and gets you know, and, and night, wonderful, nice conversations that happen between people over meals, etc. And everyone's just enjoying the weekend, having great time training and learning together. So, uh, we're going to kind of get close to, or we're getting close to wrapping this up here um, for this particular episode. But I want to. Touch on a couple of things as we look forward to next year. Just so you know, uh, next year's event is set in the calendar and and, and is is planned as far as that's concerned. Um, I do want to mention that the, those dates are uh, September fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth, twenty twenty three. So the fifteenth to the seventeenth in September twenty twenty three uh, in Oklahoma City. Again, same facility, Oklahoma City Gun Club. Um, Again, we want we we like that that pretty central in the country location. Uh, you know, some people have asked, "Is it going to move around?" Uh, that's always a possibility down the road. But right now, this is this is where it's at. Um, there's there's a lot that goes into an event like this. Uh, there's a lot logistically that needs to be 
you know, present uh, as far as the facility is concerned to uh, be able to support an event like this. I mean, not only do we need, we, we need the space in terms of the number of shooting bays or berms um, that are available. Um, we need space for some of the seminar or lecture-based courses that they can take place. Um, we want it to be close to a major airport. Which, you know, Oklahoma City, uh, Will Rogers uh, Airport's not like the biggest thing, you know, biggest one in the world, but it, it's, it's, a, you know, it's a major airport and it's generally pretty affordable to fly in and out of there. Um, needs to be close to hotels and other amenities, which this location certainly is. I, although we did get a, a one survey back from an attendee that, for whatever reason, rated the proximity to hotels and amenities as not being that great, which uh, I don't know if that was a mistake. Or if they legit felt that way, but I don't know about you, Matthew, but there's not a lot of like large world-class range facilities that are like 15 minutes away from, oh, half a dozen hotels and a Walmart Mm -hmm. and a grocery store and uh, Sam's Club and restaurants and and a a level three trauma center and all, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this this is a pretty dang good facility in terms of location to all those types of amenities. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the other thing is a lot of folks were like, Hey, can we do it? You know, when it's not quite so hot, um, just know that historical averages for Oklahoma city, uh, that time of year or not, it's, we've had two years where it's been about 10 plus degrees, uh, maybe closer to like 13 degrees warmer than what historical averages suggest. Um, we also have to work with uh, the uh, the actual range facility and when they're actually available to be able to, to allow us to do this, uh, this large scale event. Um, so there's a lot of things we have to put into account in terms of when and where uh, the Guardian Conference is held. And after weighing everything, uh, the, basically the same weekend in September in 2023 is, is when it's going to be. So uh, we're going to cross fingers and hope and pray that uh, we don't get 10 to 13 degree uh, above average temperatures for the third year in a row. Uh, hopefully it'll be a little bit more moderate, a little bit more temperate. And uh, I, next year's going to be a great time. Uh, tickets are already available to uh, purchase. Uh, and I'd recommend getting in sooner rather than later. Uh, super early bird pricing in effect right now. Uh, so you can go to guardianconference.com and see all the conference information right there. I believe we're working on the same group of hotels for a uh, group rate, uh, which the hotels have worked out pretty well for most everybody. Uh, again, located in a nice uh, you know proximity to, to the range, about 15 minutes away. And... Um, yeah, pretty much everything as usual because it's kind of hard to, you know, mess with almost, you know, near perfection. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, you know, we, we always learn and grow from these things and try to do better the next year. But there's some things it's like, wow, this is working out. So, you know, the range facility itself is working out so well. Uh, the hotels and everything are working out uh, so well. It's like it, we're not going to try to upset that particular part of the formula but we'll try to improve uh everything else where we can and uh i'm excited we'll have some like some like i said some some new and some different next year uh in more ways than one so uh stand by for that as we get more of the schedule locked down more of the instructor cadre locked down 
courses locked down. All of that will be coming in, in here in coming in coming months. We do anticipate getting that information out a lot sooner than what happened this year. Um, just so you know there. So uh, you'll know a little bit better who's teaching and what is being taught and what the schedule is a lot sooner than than what we were able to get put together this year. Yep. So yeah. any any other uh, observations or thoughts you want to throw out there before we uh, wrap this one the, up? The last thing I'll say is if you are even considering going, I highly recommend you sign up for guardian nation. It's not a plug. I'm not like trying to sell. I'm just saying I was shocked because if you, you know, you save 250 bucks on the ticket. Uh, if you're a, a member, if you're a guardian nation member on the super early bird pricing. So um, it's, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at it and saying I can't, and you get an awesome, uh, the, the dinner, the first yeah. night, is uh, be a part uh, of the VIP dinner. Yeah. And that, I mean, I, that's worth it. So um, I'm just saying that's my, my two cents, like sign up for guardian nation and save some bucks on the, on the ticket. If you, if you're planning on going for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And there's information uh, right on the guardianconference.com site too, as far as I think, even as you click the button, get tickets, uh, it'll, prompt you and say, Hey, if you're a guardian nation member, you know, this is what you'll pay. And here's some other reasons why you want to maybe consider being a member of guardian nation, uh, mm-hmm. before you, uh, purchase those tickets. Uh, yeah. So good, good thoughts there, Matthew. Again, folks, we had a great time this year. Uh, yeah, I, I'll tell you, I mean, three days for me teaching, I taught, uh, four blocks of my pistol intelligence curriculum and two blocks of some of, of an intro to competitive shooting, course i called it competitive shooting primer um all of those were just awesome awesome uh course blocks uh mostly because of the students that were there because i could tell everyone that was there cared uh and wanted to be there and was willing and and able to learn and that makes such a difference and that that's one of the best things about this event is is the quality of people that attend uh and it makes it so easy as an instructor to, to teach those blocks. Um, I mean, I, I love teaching period and I'm not saying anything disparaging at all, about any of the classes I've taught any at any other, any other time, but, uh, it, it is just such a pleasure to show up and, and teach, uh, at, at this event. Um, and so I look forward to doing it again and maybe I'll roll out some different courses myself next year. I don't know. Probably still have some pistol intelligence. Probably still do the intro to competitive shooting uh, because that seems to be pretty popular as well. And people had a great time. You know, I set up an actual uh, uh, competition stage, a USBSA style stage, and uh, everybody learns, you know, how to get started in competitive shooting and some of the rules and scoring that's involved. And and then we actually shoot the stage a couple of times and and learn through you know learn while doing that. Uh, and and I, I know several students mentioned to me that it was a highlight of the weekend for them. So um, that is an honor to me uh, and a, a humbling honor to uh, be a part of some people's first foray into competitive shooting, uh, which is a wonderful thing. Uh, even though most of the stuff at our event is more of a defensive focus, uh, competitive shooting has a lot of benefits as well. And plus it's just dang fun. 
And I love being a part of uh, introducing people to that whole world. Uh, so uh, we had a great time. The stage that I set up was fun. A bunch of people, you know, shot it. Uh, Matt Little and I and AJ Zidu even competed on two of the days kind of against each other just for fun and for kicks and giggles. And, uh, you know, had some people watching and <laughs> I guess cheering. I don't know if they're, they're, they're probably laughing at us, not cheering us on. Uh, in the moment I thought, I felt like they were cheering us on, but they were probably just laughing at us. <laughs> anyway, it was, it was great fun. It was a great weekend, great event. Uh, thank you to Jacob for, uh, his administrative prowess to, uh, organize a lot of things behind the scenes, uh, especially leading up to the event. Thank you to our amazing staff. Uh, we have an amazing team of folks that helped out, uh, this year and last year. We just had more of them this year, and that was a wonderful blessing. Uh, thank you to our uh, assistant instructor staff. We had Rob Beckman there help, helping again for the second year. We had Jamie Meyer, who is a local uh, and actually a board member of the Oklahoma City Gun Club. And she spent the whole weekend with us helping out, teaching uh, at classes. Her help was absolutely appreciated. Uh, I know we're missing somebody else that was kind of there assisting. Um of course, you were, I mean, you were part of that as well, Matt. Uh, and, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody, for making it just a wonderful event. Yeah. And all the attendees, man, uh, fantastic group of people, lots of great conversations I've had. So those people you are listening, thank you for uh, spending time talking to me. Yeah. So we look forward to year three, the third annual Guardian Conference 2023. We'll see you there in September, September 15th to the 17th again. More information at guardianconference.com. Uh, again, shout out to our sponsors of today's episode, uh, our, our sponsor of the podcast, as well as the title sponsor of the conference, that being CCW Safe. Please consider joining CCW Safe today. Go to ccwsafe.com. Also, Gunfighter Gun Oil, which you can find at gunfighteroil.com. And Mickey is having his own uh, event going on this coming weekend, actually in, Nash- in the Nashville area. Uh, which he calls S12, his S12 event. So uh, our uh, thoughts and prayers and well wishes to him and his team and staff and also uh, our own Jacob uh, Paulson and uh, and uh, uh, John Paul that uh, are, re- are attending there and representing our brands as part of that event this weekend. So hope they have a great time. Guys, until next time, take care, be safe. A reminder to train right, train often, and train safe. So you can fight hard, fight fast, and fight true. Take care. <laughs>